I'm gonna need the mic blow my nose. That's Al blowing his nose in slumbo. Silly pants. What'd you say, slutty pants? Silly pants. Oh, silly pants. Which is pretty much similar. To slutty pants. Yes. Why not? Welcome to episode 143 of the TryGames.net podcast taking place on Saturday, August 22nd, 2009. We're recording early, 10.39 in the morning instead of 11 ass o'clock in the morning because, you know, we're inconsistent like that. But it doesn't really matter to you because you probably won't be hearing this until Friday. Excellent. Which is in six days from now. Anyway, um, I am host number one, uh, Austin, a.k.a. Mr. Chupon, as my alias is on the site, and... Immediately to my right, but not really because he's on a microphone on his computer at home over the internet is Al, our other host. Virtually on the right. Also known as something on the, the site. The antipode. The da antipode. Oh, wait, da da. So when did you add that to your name and when do I have to change your profile? Uh, it's all silent. It's like so it's G's the, and H's. The clap clap antipode. Oh, yeah, but then the G's and H's show up in text. It's. It, Okay, never mind. You, I, shut <laughs> up. me there. Shut up. Leave me alone. Um, we have been really bad on the trilobite tip, which is okay because Pete's been supplying us with them. Uh, I forgot to upload his most recent one from, like, what is it, August 2nd or something. Oh, really? So hopefully yeah. by the time you hear this, you will have heard that. But if you don't, you will hear it soon. I'm sorry, Pete, but it's your fault for um, for for somehow not me being remembered to put up your file. Right. What? Okay. Um but yeah, let's uh let, let's quickly go over what we've been playing. We got a few the uh a few little segments to go through. Uh there's BlizzCon. Um I finally wrote up my thoughts on, you know, Guitar Hero versus a real instrument, uh which is an age old, age old, age old topic, but I never actually wrote about it. Mm-hmm. Uh and then there's an Yep. And then oh shit, I didn't even look at the Gamescom stuff yet. Whoops. Not much. Ooh. I mean, really, the biggest news <clears throat> was uh, Sony's. Okay, so then we'll talk about that, and then, uh, then, then you know that that's part of the news, and so that's it. We don't have much of a mailbag, so we'll just read the comments off my blog. But first, how was you playing? I've been playing Summon Knight Swordcraft Story. Do uh, tell. It's an you know old game, probably <clears throat> little known for a Game Boy Advance. But before uh, you, b- before you yeah. actually go into it, what did you put down in order to play this? Well, that's what I was going to say. Okay. Um, as you well have known, if you've been paying attention to the podcast, I've been playing Idri Union for the past, like, month. And I was also playing The World Ends With You. Even though I finished it, I was still doing the extra stuff. Um, Idri Union is a really tough game. And I had looked at a fact just about some things that <gasps> I don't have a manual. So I was oh just trying God. to get filled in on what certain things are and what they do. And the fact writer had even written in, because uh, he wrote, wrote in changes between the PSP and the GBA version, that the GBA version is hard mode. And there oh, is no shit. other mode. 
in the PSP mode, there's normal mode, which you get when you start the game, and then oh. when you finish the game, you get to play hard mode, which is actually GBA mode, but still a little easier. Oh, and um, the the reason why GBA mode is hard mode because uh, all your characters that you have in the game have what's called morale as kind of like their energy bar, and whenever they lose battles based on the strength of the card that the opponent was using in certain circumstances in the battle, you lose a certain uh, number of morale. Uh-huh. And the only way to restore your morale is through um, equipment, which you have to decide oh. you're either going to equip your character with or restore morale with. And on top of that, certain items only restore morale for certain characters at certain values. So it might be like 1,000, it might be 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. And, you know, characters get somewhere around five, 6,000 morale, at least where I am. And I'm only in Battlefield 21 of 48. Mm-hmm. And uh, just because I didn't really understand the game as well as I do now, <laughs> and there were some bad decisions that I made. And Don't then you I hate was that? fighting some bosses that were really, really, really unbalanced. Like, there's this one boss who's basically like the the leader of the army, the opposing army, he has a move that basically allows him to sacrifice his units to kill you. And if he kills you with it, you lose, like, his card, I think, has, like, 2,000-something, 2,300 points of, you know, power. And what happens is that when you win a battle, basically how many people you have left determines the percentage. Uh, If you have a geographic... uh, advantage there's a percentage if there's an ability difference like if i have swords and you have axes my swords are better than your axes i actually get a a minus percent because of the advantage oh um but if you fight at a disadvantage and win like if i'm spears and your axes and spears are good against axes and i beat you with my spears i get plus percentage um and then there's uh certain things that happen like if uh, my head is still alive, you know, the person who's in the front, the leader. Uh, if I do a critical hit at the start or if I, if you use this genocide move, uh, you get more percentage. So when he uses genocide move, you get like 100% from the start and then everything else. So you can get, if you really get owned by this guy, you can get probably like 180% of his 2300 power taken off in one attack. And um, there's one person who's you know, a little bit immune to it, but I didn't know that. So I was losing a lot of morale, and I had, like, characters with 600 morale or something like that, and no items to restore their morale. And I'm like, okay, um, I don't think I'm going to go through the stress of trying to figure out how this works, because each battlefield gets harder and harder and harder and in different situations and whatnot. And then there's secrets that are related to the items, and then the items, of course, when you equip them, they can only be equipped for a certain number of maps. It's a lot of decision-making. So I'm like, you know what? I need to play something that's a little easier right now. <laughs> I've been playing nothing but hard games, like, all summer. And just banging my head against the wall. So yeah, I, That's not I, what you want to do over the summer. <laughs> huh? I said, that's not that's what you want to do over the summer. <laughs> you want to like, easy shit. Like, oh, yeah, let me just, yeah, it's summer. And I'll, I'll go, go outside and play after yeah, I beat, like, uh, I beat, like, Prince of Persia. Summer, it's Persia, the new one. Yeah, oh, um, yeah, the new one, yeah. So I decided to pick up Summer Night uh, because it was still in my shrink wrap. And I was like, man, I want to play uh, Sigma Star. That was what I was right. originally thinking right. of. But that was, that's fucking hard, too. <laughs> it is? 
Uh, to me, I, I, have you played it yet? Have no. you even opened it's, it's It gets a little difficult. Uh, okay. So, uh, wait, I'm, wait, gl- before, I'm glad before, I picked yeah. Summon Knight. Before hmm? you go on to Summon Knight, what I wanted to ask is, like, and and maybe I'm misinterpreting what you said, but it sounds like like Igdri unit, like like you were talking about the whole like oh if you if your your guy with the spears has an advantage over that other guy if you attack you get negative percentage, mm-hmm. so it sounds like it's penalizing you for playing a strategy game the way it's supposed to be played. Um, it depends. It, it depends on how much of an advantage that you have. I think. Okay. Um, because what it's called it's called ability difference, and I think that like if. On top of the fact that I use spears against axes, is that it? No, spears against swords, and my spears have a, a ability in you know advantage over the swords. And then on top of that, I think like if I use fire and your character is a water element, the fire is strong against water. I think the more you stack on, the more of a percentage you get as a def- deficiency. But it's like negative ten percent. Usually you get, if, if you have like five people left, you get 50% from people left. And if your head is alive, you get 40%, which is usually like the only thing that you have. Then ge- uh, geographic difference, if you're on better ground, then that's another like plus 20% or plus 10%. And then the ability difference may be minus 10%. So it's not really that much of a, a reduction. But sometimes you get like minus 20% from the geographic, minus 20% from the ability and then 40% for your head alive so basically that nullifies itself and all you have is how many people you have left so if you're stuck with like just your head left that's you only get 10% of however much power your card has maybe I shouldn't open the game maybe I should just sell it right now <laughs> and get the PSP one holy shit it, it's, it's complicated and you know it's something that you really need to focus on yourself and I guess run through it a, a couple of levels and understand it and then start over. And then once you start over with the knowledge that you have, I think that you can get through the first part of the game without taking too many hits and using better strategy. Well, at least that's what I'm going to do. Probably right. do it like in the dead cold of winter. That way <laughs> I can, you know, the heat I generate from being angry will uh, be better. The heat you generate <laughs> from being angry. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, let's talk about Summon Night. Summon Something night, a little yeah. easier. Yeah. Uh, Summon Knight is a cute little role-playing game ah! um, made by Ben Presto, distributed Ooh. by Atlas. It's kind of like uh, a, a fusion between your standard, you know, standard maze type of role-playing. I'm really trying not to say top-down, but I just said it. So, um, you know, your standard RPG like Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest or whatever. You, run you have random... Um, Random encounters, <clears throat> and it's centered around this tournament where, <clears throat> excuse me, it's centered around this tournament where they're trying to find the next craft lord to replace the guy who just died recently, like three years ago, something like that. And that guy happened to be main character's father. And um, what you do in the game is you have to craft your own weapons. And in order to craft your own weapons, you have to get materials from this one labyrinth, and the labyrinth goes down like fifty floors, and you get extended access as the game goes on. So at first you only get like access to the first three floors, you get enough materials to make your first sword or whatever, and then you talk to the master, he'll give you other weapons, because like six weapons. Uh, the cool thing about the game, though, <clears throat> other than... <clears throat> Damn. Oh! I hate this early morning stuff. Uh, 
other than the the story elements and whatnot, uh, is the actual battle system. The battle system is a real time side scrolling um, beat 'em up type of thing. So you get into a random encounter. It'd be like with two slimes or whatever. And slimes like you walk across the floor and they go into the floor and kind of like transmit under you and then like pop up behind you that kind of thing but you have swords you have axes you have spears you have knuckles you have drills i think that's it five weapons axes swords spears knuckles drills and um they all work in different ways so like the sword has a three hit combo and you can kind of stab with it if you hold down and attack the spear is a slower weapon, like you only hit one at a time, but you can charge it up the second hit and uh, do an even stronger jab. And you can also do anti-air if you hold down and attack. He'll, oh, can. he'll do a uh, like punch. a vertical diagonal attack, because there are enemies that hover in the air and stuff like that. Hover. Um, hover. <coughs> hover. 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 Young Hove! And, uh... Let's see, the axe does similar things to the spear, except uh, with the axe you kind of do like chopping motions, and uh, the the drill is cool because like you can it, it's it's like a little hand drill, so you have to be close, but you have increased agility because of that, and you can attack people with the drill like hit them once and then charge it up, and you can do like a, a rushing forward move where you can attack multiple people and attack them multiple times if they're still stuck on the front of the drill. Mm-hmm. And then you can also hold down and attack and do like a stand, a stationary like spinning drill attack, and if they're just sitting there, they get hit multiple times. And then there's the knuckles where basically you run around and just, you know, beat up people like Final Fight, which is really cool. Uh, and then you get magical attacks because you have a, a partner that you can use um, that stuff really is, it's nice and easy, laid back, fun to play. You can just, like, kind of lose hours just running around the, the labyrinth, getting the materials for your weapons, getting the weapon that you need for the next tournament fight, fighting that next tournament, and then proceeding on with the story. <clears throat> and that's just, like, what I really love about the game. It's really cool. Um, other than that, I've been playing Bion Commando for 360, the, uh, Brynn one. And I'm still liking that game. I don't know what people are hating about, but I'm not them. So uh, I'm having a great time swinging through uh, this cavern. That I already did it. I, I was swinging through a cavern, and I was um, fight. You fight these like airplaney type looking hover. Yeah, I said it right this time. Uh, airplaney type hover. <laughs> yeah. Hover. Uh, hover. Uh, they're, they're like hovering machines called Polycraft, and they have like machine guns and rockets on them. So they try to fly away from you because what you can do is you can attach to them with your arm and kick them. And when you kick them, it does a lot of damage. It's a, if you can really swing and get to them and with ease, it's easier to kill them that way than to kill them with weapons. And so I've been kind of just getting better at that, and so I just like swing all over the place and attach to them and just like bow, 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 like three hits real quick. And they're down. Um, then they have these big machines called biomechs. And the first ones that you play against in the game, they just stand still. And they have shields and they shoot at you. And you have to get behind them and either attack their weak spot or kick it with the zip kick. Um, but now there's some that just run around like rampage and just jump at you and like attack you. Like, hit you with these big ass like 
arms it is, and then they shoot you with shotguns. Um, so that's even more fun because now you gotta actually like actively run and get away from them, and then you get these tactics like you can uh, kite a a car or something with your arm and then smash it against somebody or throw it to somebody. And you can rip off a sign from a like you know a highway sign and crush down on them. There's a whole bunch of stuff you can do. I think that is really versatile. Um, for being, you know, like a linear stage-based game, which, you know, I could use a linear stage-based game because I have way too many open-world games that I'm still level one in, like Oblivion. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so that's all I've been playing, actually. Well, I'm I'm trying to look around to see what the what the consensus is on buying the camera because I know it's got I know it had mixed reviews, but I I didn't read why. So, um, what? And, well, I know the I think I read maybe two reviews and a couple of like comments on certain sites. People are pissed off about the fact that it's a swinging action game, but you're limited by <clears throat> the environment because of the radiation that's on the outer boundaries, and. <clears throat> And technically, you're not supposed to be swinging like every which way because the game is pointing you in a particular direction, and it doesn't seem to become a problem. I'm I'm about forty percent into the game. Maybe it becomes a problem later on. Who knows? Uh, another complaint was that the weapons really did nothing for the game, and you usually wind up going back to the regular gun. Um, I kind of sort of agree with that, but really, it, it's I think it's still fun to use the other weapons. Like if you want to run around and like do a kind of running gun kind of thing and not really focus, it's better to use the hiker, which is like a spread flat cannon kind of thing, than to use the regular gun. Or if you want to blow up six people at the same time, you may want to use the grenade or the grenade launcher. Right. You can't use the regular gun against the machines. <laughs> I mean, you can use a regular gun against the, the, the biomex if you're fast enough, but I don't think you can use a regular gun against the polycraft or whatnot. Yeah. Here's what the GameSpot review says. Uh, it says that the the good is using your bionic arm to swing around can be fun. Swing, stringing arm-based attacks together is cool. And then a couple of enjoyable set-piece sequences. The bad is the shooting stinks, uh, which I, which is, to me is kind of important for Bionic Commando, even though swinging is more the emphasis. Um, but that that's dependent on whether or not you actually think the shooting stinks. So he does. Uh, lame story, which is what I've heard. I've heard the really, really, really spoilerific bad plot point that I'm not going to reveal to you since you have to still play it, but I heard it's really stupid. Yeah, um, I, I, I remember reading something just like, I forget where it was. Somebody made a joke and then slipped in a Bionic Commander reference, I think on Kotaku or something, but I completely forgot what that was. It had something right. to do with his wife, and I was like, oh, really? I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, it says radiation is annoying and restricts exploration. I guess, I guess the problem, like, I can see where he's going with that because it's like when you kind of put something there that makes it look like you can get there, but then like, oh, no, there's this cloud, that seems kind of lame. Like, yeah. it like for me, okay, it, it's kind of like what they did for Crystal Chronicles, although it's not the same thing. It's a similar concept in that, like, oh, we have to have this bucket there so that people stay together, and it's like, it, it feels a little bit restrictive because it's like, the screen is already restricting you. Like, you can't advance unless you're together because the screen's not going to let you advance. So why bother with the bucket? And I know there are little intricacies with the little bucket that's like, oh, you can, you know... I've, I've, it's been so long since I played Crystal Chronicles, but it's like, oh, you know, you can. They they work the bucket into the gameplay. They like they let you, you know, don't they let you increase the radius by doing certain things or something? I don't know. Um, no, they don't. The, I don't the know. The bucket I, isn't really worked into the gameplay that much. Um, I think that at the end, no, it's just that at the end, there's some things that kind of suck the the usefulness out of the bucket. 
and then you have to go like berserk and kill whatever is taking the power away. But I think that's the only thing. Yeah. <clears throat> it just it like in that instance, it just felt it just felt like an unnecessary addition to to make people cooperate. And it's mm-hmm. like people will cooperate or they won't. And like to force them to 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 huddle in this tiny little sphere is is kind of like. Like they, people like if people are too stupid to play this game, then they shouldn't be playing that game. I mean, if they don't cooperate, they're not going to move forward because the screen's going to limit their movement. So what's the point? And then in this case, it, it but it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like an artificial restriction that's so blatantly visible. It's kind of like an invisible wall in a first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't take the time to build a mountain here; they just put a little fence that, yeah, you could jump over in real life. But somehow in the game, you can't jump high enough to clear a one-foot fence. Huh. I wonder why that's happening. Oh, right, because the designers don't want me to go there. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like when you give something and then you take – when you show something and then take it away, that kind of sucks. It, 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 it ruins your, your – what you th- – you're like, oh, man. Like imagine if like – Ocarina of Time, right? Because the whole thing about Ocarina of Time when you – I just pronounce it two different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole thing about Over. Ocarina of Time – uh, back when it came out, Hoover. Back when it came out, was that like, oh my God, look, there's a mountain over there. I can reach it, and I can go to it. And you could. Right. Imagine if you couldn't. Imagine if you just had this big block of gas that wouldn't let you go there because, oh, it's not part of the game world. It's just there for scenery. Doesn't that kind of suck? It kind of does. So it's like I know it's a bit about managing expectations, and like you, you, you shouldn't really judge something based on what you expect. But at the same time, it, it, it it's kind of it kind of doesn't play to, to show something and then give it away. So I can kind of understand where he's coming from, but again, I haven't played this game, and I still want to. So uh, that's why I went to the Giant Bomb review, which uh, the GameStop review, by the way, gave it like a 6. Yeah. The Giant Bomb one gave it a 4 out of 5. Gershman generally liked it. He says that Bionic Command has moments of brilliance that help cover the game's flaws, but it all comes down to how much you like swinging around. So it sounds like they got the swinging mechanic dead on. Oh, and, yeah. and, like, to me, although I do think the shooting is important, the swinging is a little bit more important. So I guess, what the, I guess the problem that, that GameSpot, that, that Van Ord had with it, uh, was that, like, yeah, the swinging is great, but that's kind of not enough. And Gersman's mm-hmm. viewpoint is, yeah, the swinging is great, and that's kind of what this game is meant to do. So if it's not enough for you, then you probably, shouldn't, you probably wouldn't have been looking forward to this anyways. So I don't know. Um, it says, um, it says it almost feels like the developers deliberately made most of the guns lame to put more of a focus on your arm. Um, so he he goes throughout like he he the paragraph before he goes through how like all the guns kind of suck and they're boring. So I guess that's a consensus. And, and and since a lot of people are used to like Gears of War and shit, they want the shooting to be great. Probably that's probably I think that's probably the key. And like. I, I can definitely I can definitely understand that viewpoint, um, but I think coming from you and me, like I still want to play this game because both of us came from where the original 2D behind a commando was much more about swinging, you know. Definitely. And the reason why I said that shooting is a little bit important to me here is because it's now it's in 3D and it's gonna be the you know what I mean that it, it's it opens up so much more that you kind of need something to punctuate all the swinging that you're gonna do be doing and. Inevitably, all that swinging is going to be taxing on your brain because it's in 3D. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 yes. so, it's going to be so much harder, so you're going to want to have moments where you sit down and, you know what, I just want to shoot the shit out of some people just for like a couple of minutes. So that's why I said that. But anyway. Yeah, uh, I agree. And you, you do get that, and that's the cool thing. 
uh, you get those moments where uh, guys just like come around or you're like running right. through a, a broken down building and it's just pat 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 right. pat pat wait let me uh, toss a grenade over here boom pat 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 oh let me go crazy yeah. you know that kind of it, thing it, yeah, it just worries me because the guns don't it, it, they say that the guns don't feel that great and, and coming from something like Deus Ex for mm. example which I started you know replaying so I could re- I, I actually rewrote the review on the site because it was, like, right, it, was right. it was a shitty review but like it's still a fan like it's 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 a must play for me because the game design is not all about one thing uh and it's a good thing because like the way that the shooting feels they never put you in situations where it's a mandatory all out firefight you can still go through the game if you choose to build up your your shooting skills and go through it like a first-person shooter, but there are never any long set pieces that, that, that necessarily remind you of Gears of War. A lot of it's more about sneaking around and taking the most efficient shot, and sometimes the most efficient shot, like I said, is you know blasting someone with a shotgun, depending on how you upgraded your skills. But the shooting doesn't feel that great, and it's a good thing that they don't give you those set pieces, because if they did, my enjoyment of the game would go down quite a bit, because it just doesn't feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. It... it it doesn't pop. Like, if you've ever played it and gotten yourself into a firefight on purpose to see how it feels, that's when it's at its weakest. And, like, if, if a game such as Bionic Commando or such as something else throws big set pieces at you for you to, to, to navigate around and to, and to shoot through and the shooting doesn't feel all that great, it just kind of doesn't really satisfy. And I'm trying to think of another game... That that you know, not Deus Ex, because Deus Ex is not that type of game. Um, but a game that's kind of like a shooty type of game that doesn't really shoot that. Yeah. Much. Um, you know what? I will go out on a limb and say that aside from the shotgun, Quake Two kind of feels that way to me. It kind of feels less punchy than the original Quake, and I don't know why. There's something about how how puny the machine gun feels and how stupid the, the default blaster feels and how slow the rocket launcher is that, to me, like, the original Quake was punchy and, like, fast and, like, uh, you know, powerful. Right. And Quake 2 was kind of like, eh, I'm going flaccid. Eh. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, no, no uh, you know, nothing against the double-barreled shotgun, like, that still kicks, but everything else just feels a little... And I know that they tried to balance it out a little bit more, because everyone felt that Quake 1, like, weapons were overpowered, but that's kind of what gave it its kick. Right, so, and that, you can't really please everybody. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, like, oh, like, you make a yeah. punchy... Yeah. Like, you can, you can take away some of the damage that it does and still make it feel, like, from a graphics and sound and feedback standpoint, you can still make it feel punchy. So, I don't know, but that... that uh, okay, that's enough of... Me talking more about what you've been playing than talking about what I've what I've been playing. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, I've I'm I've been, I've I'm not going to use the pun. I've been getting more into Advance Wars Data Zero. I was going to say I've been, I've been advancing in the game, but yeah. ah puns. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm on level twenty one. I'm on chapter twenty one. Actually, I just beat chapter twenty one. Um, there's this very strange sensation that I get from playing this game that I didn't get before. Uh, for the other Advanced Wars games, if I got stuck on a certain chapter, I would have to keep on playing and playing and, like, gradually 
slowly, gradually figuring out what it is that I needed to do um, and, like, different tactics that I needed to employ. And finally, I'd get around it, and I'd learn the map, and I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Here, I've kind of, like... Well, here's an example of what happened to me for the for the last two maps, chapters 20 and 21. I, I got my ass busted maybe three, four times in a row. Then on the fifth time, I kind of... I don't want to say magically, but kind of almost out of thin air, I did something different, and it just kind of came about. Mm. And I got close to beating the map. And then the next try, I did that thing that I did differently and said, all right, this time I'm going to refine my tactics and get it. So it was less of a replay again, figure it out, learn it, keep on playing, keep on doing it, keep on figuring out what they're doing, and then finally you'll get there, and more of a get your ass beat three times in a row, and then magically you'll finally figure out the solution. Is that a bad thing? No, not at all. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that it's, it's different than what I felt from the previous Advanced Wars game. And it very, mel- well, very, mel- it very well may be that I just haven't played Advanced Wars in such a long time that like getting the solution as an epiphany hasn't changed, but learning in between those beginning stages and that stage of epiphany, like like my ability to learn that map is just not there, and I just get lucky. Mm. So it could just be that. But, like, I don't know. The other thing is that because the CO powers play such a, a, such a smaller role this time around, like, there's less of a, like, in, in the... In that time, it's like, okay, i got to be careful about how much I hit them and when I hit them and where I hit them because then they're going to power up and slam me with their CO power. Right. And, like, i got to be careful about that. And what's the best way around this and how do I beat it? In this one, it's just like you don't really worry about their CO power beating you down. They just beat you down because you suck. They don't. <laughs> so it's like, it's like once you figure your way around the suck, then you kind of don't have to worry about them saying – I'm going to use super snipe and you're going to fucking die, you know what I mean? Yeah. So but um it I I think also it's a little bit f- easy for me to forget and this is my thing, not the game's thing. It's a little bit easy for me to forget some of the new units that they have like the carrier carrying the seaplane. Like mm-hmm. on chapter 21, like if if I built up enough money to build a carrier and build a seaplane, that's that should have been one of the first things that I did and I kept on forgetting to do that. Until I realized that I was getting hit in the face with a seaplane from them. And I'm like, oh. Mm. So it, c- it could just be that I'm forgetting stuff too. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, in, you know, I was talking about this in the beginning, like two, three weeks ago. That I'm like, alright, well this is not really that thrilling. It's fun, but it's not thrilling. Now that, you know, I've co- I'm kind of getting my, finding my way around the shit. And like, taking care of my veteran units. And um, just kind of... The way they rebalance stuff, like the rockets, um, I bl- hmm, you're gonna, you may have to correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, I seem to remember the rockets having, no, I'm wrong. I was gonna say the rockets had two, one space of, uh, of, like you know, you know how the distance weapons always have like one space around them where they can't counterattack. Yeah. Like I thought, for some reason, I thought the rockets were one space, and then, and then like everything else was was good to go, but they're two spaces in all games, right? Yeah, two spaces. Okay, so the uh, artillery on one space. Right. I think what really got rebalanced was the um, was the battleships. Mm-hmm. Because the battleships in the first game, you could not move and shoot, but you had a huge firing range. In this one, you have a much smaller firing range, but you can move and shoot. 
So it's kind of awesome that you could, like, someone's running away from your battleship, and you're like, dude, it's not going to work. I'm coming after you, fucker. Like, <laughs> I'm going to come after you. But then when you move, there's that little submarine there saying, aha, you moved into my range. I'm going to, you know, decimate we'll you. you. Up. Yeah. Um, then that, that gunboat really came into play that last map because it carries soldiers as well as having a hefty, a hefty punch on all sea units. So it's like, I, this is basically like a better lander, except I can only have one shot. So like, I don't know, it's, it's just much better balanced, you know? It feels much better balanced, and it feels like there, now there truly, truly is something you, that you can use for every turn. Because like in the past, I felt like there's a, there was a good rock, paper, scissors stuff, but like, there, there's just more here. Like mm-hmm. there's 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 more to there, there are more solutions around to a problem. Like if someone just you know if someone just bum rushes you with tanks, like even if you have artillery and rockets, like if they just finally like ro- just fucking b- brute force their way through your rockets, then you know eh you're, you're kind of done. Right, but but that anti tank unit, the one that's a ranged unit but can counterattack, mm-hmm. and that is specifically strong against tanks, is like just adds so much to it. Um, I and you know I, I don't know it's just feeling for balance and I do miss the CO powers but I guess I've come to grips with the fact that if I want to use CO powers I'm gonna play Advanced Wars Dual Strike because I can see that if they added them in here it would totally ruin the game and it kind of sucks that it does but it also kind of is cool that it doesn't have the CO powers as much uh, have as much of an impact because it makes it a different game kind of yeah and I'm so, guessing you know with um, you got Advanced Wars Advanced Wars Two and Dual Strike. Um, they probably wanted to change the angle of this. Yeah. Oh, they definitely did. I mean, this is a this is a new series for this is a new, uh, uh, a complete new like. Uh, it's a new side spin. I mean, the story is totally different. The atmosphere is different. I mean, the dialogue still. Well, I'll tell you this much: <laughs> the dialogue the dialogue has gotten much better because oh, really? I've been because I've been skipping it. Oh. Like That's pressing funny. pressing the start button. Was just like, and I got paranoid because this last map, like, I kept on pressing start, kept on pressing start, and then before my turn began, like, one of my COs said, "Oh, General Grayfield's weakness is," and then I pressed start uh. like, by accident, and I'm like, "What? Do, what's his? What? No, no, no! I'm sorry. It said his strength was. I'm like, what is it? What is it? And so I quit and started again. It just said his strength is battleships. Be careful. And I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> like that doesn't, whatever. That doesn't really help. Um, but the thing about it is that. From what I've read, because I haven't explored the entire game yet, they take away the unlock maps, so there's no more shop. You can't unlock anything. There's no more shop. You can't buy anything. Um, And that seemed kind of disappointing, but all the reviews say that instead of making you buy these maps, they just unlock as the game goes on. So I guess if that's the way they're going to play it, that's kind of fine. And and what's been happening is that every time you complete a campaign map... um, something on the side opens up as a training map. It's not really training, because that implies tutorial, but it's more just like non-storyline maps that you can just dive into. Mm-hmm. And the, the the thing with that is that I don't think you can choose your COs, so you kind of um, you kind of just jump in with a given CO, and I don't even think that you can use them. So, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it's, it's, I'll start a training map, and like, uh, Will, who is one of the COs, will say, I've got this one. Right. Implying that he's your CO, but you can never load him into a into a unit. So in effect, he's really not there. Okay. That's what I mean. Meaning like his you, ability isn't apparent yeah, like in the training. Yeah, it's just it's just you know him saying, "I oh, got this one," and then you play, <laughs> uh, and that's it. Um, 
Whereas in the previous ones for other maps, you could you, you literally said I'm going to choose uh, I'm going to choose uh, um, um, Andy or Max and go right. with him, and then you'd be able to use Andy's right. like well balancedness versus Max's uh, strength with the tanks. Right, and like you you go into that map know, knowing that, and in this one it's just like like and see that's what I mean by the, them de-emphasizing the COs is like. Um, it, it, they're just not there. And in the mass where you do use them, like, you can kind of feel an effect, but I always forget to use that power. Oh. So, but yeah, I'll, I'll see what happens when I fi- once I finish the campaign, if there's anything else to it. I know what I really want to do is get you to get the game and play online with you. Oh, there's uh, a Wi-Fi multiplayer, huh? Fully, fully online, yeah. Wow. So, that that's the, I think that's the big draw for this game. So, um, that's, that's mostly... Nice. Yeah, that's mostly all I've been playing because that's what I mostly had time for. Because you know, I, that's what I bring to work with me is DS. Like I, I don't bother bringing my consoles anymore just because I know I can't sit down and play them. Right. Um, but I also, um, I also booted up Assassin's Creed for a little bit. Which one? Uh, the uh, there's only one Assassin's Creed. No, I mean which version, which uh, console or PC? Oh, I'm sorry, I only have it for 360. Oh, okay. Um, that this was yesterday when like I was I. I as people may, people will not know this because you are not uh, personal friends of mine as Al is, but we are having a joint birthday tomorrow. Not me and Al, but me and another friend. And it is actually a joint birthday tonight, and I'm probably going to be up until like ass o'clock, and so I didn't do anything yesterday. I just played video games and went to sleep uh, mm. for the first time in like ever. And all I played was Advance Wars and, <laughs> Assassin's, and Assassin's Creed. But I booted up Assassin's Creed, and um, <clears throat> I already did the first assassination. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the second one, I don't know what it is yet, but the guy at the guild told me to go to either Accra or Jerusalem because there are people, quote, people who need taken who need to be taken care of in both cities. So I'm like, all right, well, uh, I guess I'll just go to Jerusalem. And because I, and this might be my own fault for expecting something, but I personally view Assassin's Creed more like a Sam Fisher game than I do an Oblivion game. Mm-hmm. So. T- making the horse ride to Jerusalem was excruciating. Like, Why? Because I didn't want to ride the horse to Jerusalem. I wanted to just go to Jerusalem and do my shit. Oh, you wanted to, like, instant transport to Jerusalem? Yeah, or at okay. least, like, uh, yeah, something. Because, like, I just want... Because the thrill of the first mission from for me came from doing all that shit in the town. Um... Finding out what it was that I was supposed to do, and then following the monks around so that I could get in cover, and then figuring out from people who needed killing, and then figuring out how to do it. Not the whole traveling from the kingdom, or from the Assassin's Guild, to Acre, or to Damascus, or to Jerusalem, because, like, if it was a... Basically, okay, let's put it this way. If the ride to Jerusalem was half as long as it was, then I wouldn't have had a problem. And I understand that they can't do that because they need to have... They wanted it to, they wanted to give it a cohesive feel. And so it would kind of be really stupid if Jerusalem was really, really close, and then Damascus was really, really close, and Acre was really, really close. It's like, oh my god, everything's right nearby! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. You know? And, and, and I do understand that. But I... I just wanted to get into the action, and I guess that's a mistake that I made playing it yesterday for about 45 minutes because I was really looking for something to just play, mm. um, and I wanted to pick a 360 game because I hadn't really played any 360 games other than like Rock Band and Guitar Hero, um, and I was like, all right, well, let me pick something that I already started because I'm not going to pick something new and further put myself into ADD. 
Yeah, or just get through the intro and be like, oh, shit, my 45 minutes. Right, out. exactly. So I was like, all right, fine, let's let's do Assassin's Creed because that assassination was fucking cool. Hell and yeah. it's like, I'm like, I'm going to play this for 45 minutes before I go to the gym. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slay some dude, or at least I'm gonna figure out what dude I need to slay, and then maybe sword fight some dudes on the way. But no, it was like, clap, 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 clap. Okay, pull up the map. Where do I need to go? Clap, 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 clap. Okay, pull up the map again. Where do I need to go? Clap, 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 clap. Oh, look, there's a building. Maybe I should climb it. Oh, there's a flag. I really don't care, but I'll collect it anyway since that's all there, since all that is there for me to do. Okay, I got the flag. Okay, clap, clap. Oh, no, I just almost ran over a pedestrian, and now she's screaming. Oh, okay. Well, nothing's happening now. Okay, clap, clap, clap. And then finally some dude on the tower is like, like, uh, kill the infidel or whatever the fuck they say. I don't know. But it was a dude on the tower who spotted me and was shooting arrows at me. So I'm like, all right, fine, good, some action. So I climbed the ladder, pulled him down, and killed him. And <laughs> then it's like, clap, 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 clap. How far away is Jerusalem again? Clap, 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 clap. And then I finally got there... And it's like 30 minutes into, into my, you know, session already. And I'm like, I got to go to the fucking gym in 15 minutes, you know. And so then, then like, I, I, I tried to get around Jerusalem and I tried to find my way into the city. And then, like, I got into some fight with, fights with some dudes. And then, like, I, I kept on falling where I was supposed to, like, make a jump. And then I, I got tired of it. But, like, when I was playing it, I was like, see, if I didn't feel the need to rush through this stage. Uh, not, it's not even a stage. But if I didn't feel the need to rush through this, like, um these last 15 minutes so I could do what I'm supposed to do with my life, like, I would have had such, such a much better time because, like, like I did have a good time finding out how I was supposed to get into the city and then how I was supposed to sneak around these guys. Like, it's just that I couldn't have as good a time as I wanted because I had to rush through it. And I kept on falling at this ledge that I was supposed to hit, you know? So it's like, if I had just hit Jerusalem in 10 minutes, I would have had, like, a whole half an hour or 45 minutes to explore it. Sure. That would have been great. But I had to clap, 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 clap. And in Oblivion, they say, as long as you can see the point on a map and you click on it, you can go there. True. And that's kind of awesome because when I'm feeling lazy, I can go there. But when I feel like I want to explore, I can. You know, and, and I know this game isn't Oblivion, but the way that they tried to set it up makes it like a smaller version of it. You know what I mean? They're all like, oh, this is big open world that you could, like, you know, hide in the shadows and then, like, stab someone in the balls with your hidden knife. And then, <laughs> but, but, you don't, but you don't have to do that. You can, like, go and look at the flags and then you can go. And it's like, that's cool and all, but, you know, give some people a shortcut. If, if Oblivion, a game that stresses exploration, lets you take a shortcut, then surely this game can. And this game is not Grand Theft Auto. It doesn't have cars, so you can't get to what point A to point B really quickly. You know? Mm. A horse is not a car the last time I checked. You know, no. car is made of multiple horses. A, a car is made of multiple horses, and a horse. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, that's what we've been playing and complaining about. Let's you know take a little break and then move on to the non-existent mailbag. Mailbag. This is not really a mailbag because I just checked. And there's nothing, but I, I, uh, I wrote a blog post on. Um, well, let let let's summarize it this way. Um, a couple of months ago, Prince said I didn't want to take the offer to put my songs in Guitar Hero because I'd rather kids learn the real thing. And I know that um, I know that there's this whole thing about there's been all these conversations about like oh. Um, 
playing Guitar Hero is not the same thing as playing guitar. Um, and, like, oh, it's harder to do this, or it's harder to do that. Oh, it's not the real thing. And that's an old... That's kind of old hat, and I realize that. But I never really verbalized my thoughts on 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 paper, even though this isn't paper, um, on web. And I think the specific um, the specific thing that 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 made me want to write this is the fact that Prince literally said, "I'd rather kids learn the real thing," and that got me thinking about a slight, very slightly different angle to, uh, to 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 the to the issue, and something that other people have talked about before. Where they say like, oh, they should just play the real thing. Um, the way I feel about it, okay, l- 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 have you read? Uh, I put an editorial up, uh, up about a sports sports simulations in the in the same vein. This was maybe like last year. I don't know if you read it. I don't know. I might have, but I wouldn't remember. <clears throat> right. Well, um, I uh, I I wrote this because like some people are are the same way with Madden. They're like, why don't they go outside and play the real thing? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not the point. It's like, the point is that Madden lets me become, like, uh, one of the Manning brothers and play as a giant. Can you actually go out into the field on your own and, like, be a giant? No. No. So then, like... Right. So what's the point in telling me that I should go out to the park and do the real thing if what I want to do at that certain point in time is pretend that uh, that I'm a colt or a giant? Right. You know? Same thing, same reason why I play basketball sims. Why... Why am I going to go out and play basketball when right now I want to pretend that I'm, like, you know, dunking? Because I can't dunk in real life. You know, when I want to play basketball, I will go out and play basketball. And that's kind of the angle that I took with this. When you want to play guitar, Al, you will go and you will practice it. Provided. When you don't, when you don't feel well, – yeah, but I mean what I'm saying, when you really want to, when you have the means to. Mm-hmm. When you don't want to, when you'd rather play a video game, you will probably play a video game. And one of those video games might happen to be Guitar Hero, because you just might want to happen to hear Bark at the Moon while you're strumming on a little plastic guitar. So my whole point with this thing was, like, you, you, you know, if you wanted to do it, you would do it. Playing Guitar Hero is not... I, I personally don't think that playing Guitar Hero has much or anything to do with whether or not you want to play a real guitar, right? Because... It comes down to the fact that, like, if you were wavering between playing a real guitar and playing guitar here, you probably wouldn't play the real guitar anyways. And, mm-hmm. and like, one of the things I brought up is, that, like, I, I, I understand that there's, like, an instant gratification to saying, hey, I, you know, I can play Bark at the Moon on hard or on medium and, and pretend like I'm playing it much faster than it would take me to practice learning how to play it on a real guitar. So, you know what? Instead of practicing, I'm just going to play it here. And I do understand that argument. But my counter-argument to that is that, like, that just shows a certain level of dedication and, and hard work that you're willing to put in. And if you're never willing to put it in to an instrument, then, again, you're not going to do it anyways. Like, the way that I feel about it um, is, let's, let's take Bark of the Moon, right? If Guitar Hero never existed, and I'm playing it, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, I can't get this. I'm, this is not providing me with instant satisfaction. I'm getting impatient. Then I would put down the guitar. So what does so what does Guitar Hero have to do with it? If anything, and and this is kind of evident in the comments, like if anything, like you playing the song on Guitar Hero, if you play it on the harder levels, will will kind of increase your sense of sense of rhythm. So at the very least, you ha- you're you're getting something there. You know what I mean? Yep. 
Um, it, not to say that it'll learn, it, that it'll teach you to play Bark at the Moon, but it'll it'll you know give you that sensation. And like for those who actually do subconsciously or consciously have that inherent motivation to play, then they might go, you know what? Maybe I will go back and pick up that guitar. Maybe I will try it. It's the same thing as you said, Al, where you're like, people may be inspired to play guitar from playing Guitar Hero because they already inherently have that, that dedication to want to learn something. Yeah, and usually if they... it's that, that dedication that does it. Um, the, the catalyst would probably be like Guitar Hero. Right. But they're like, oh, I want to, I always wanted to, blah, blah, blah. But then they're like, they play Guitar Hero and feel, well, I kind of have the feel for this. Right. And like, it's kind of like the, the 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 same argument, a similar argument to like you know crazy people in video games. Oh yeah, I you know I played Doom and so I shot a bunch of people and then killed myself. Well, you were probably crazy already. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. like yeah. So so that was my basic point. And um, there 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 were some really good comments and some kind of stupid comments, but you know, some of them were good. Um, all right, so this is from my GameSpot blog that I, uh, off of which I'm reading comments. I didn't post it yet on um, on Giant Bomber or anywhere else. Um, and oh yeah, the other thing that I the other big point that I want to make with the art with with the post is that like Guitar Hero isn't playing music; it's, it's not. not creating music. And so that's another big difference why I think that that correlation shouldn't be made to oh I'm you know I'm playing Guitar Hero instead of playing music. It's like no, it's if you're gonna say that then then you know if you're a, someone who's saying you should go do the real thing, then you, you might as well say, instead of watching TV, or instead of watching movies, or instead of going to the mall and just chilling with your friends, or instead of just like, you know, getting high and listening to music on the radio, or instead of, you know, and the reason why I say getting high is because I had the picture of um, the evil monkey from Family Guy rolling up a, a joint and listening <laughs> to um, listening to um, um, Foghat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like, anything that you could do instead of doing something productive... Someone will criticize you for. So why are you singling out Guitar Hero saying, oh, it's ruining your music? No, everything out there is ruining your ability to play music if you don't play the music, right? So, like, don't, don't sit there and say that Guitar Hero is the one that prevents you from doing it. If anything, at least it brings you closer to music in general. So, um, But that's what Iron Man Dude on the first comment says. Guitar Hero is not a music-making device. It's a game. Get it through your head. Get, get it through your heads. Um, I play keyboard and I write my own music on FL Studio. I also play Guitar Hero and I don't see the correlation. They're two separate things. I don't see nobody. I don't see why nobody cares about the same thing with DDR. Um, let's see what else is there. Uh, Xenomorph, uh, who has actually contributed to the site before, um, has said, "You've taken the words right out of my mouth." Around the time I was really getting into Guitar Hero, I thought myself an actual. Gu- I bought myself an actual guitar with an amp and a distortion pedal. Though I did want to stick with it and still wish I had, I had simply become so used to playing Guitar Hero that I wound up putting the actual guitar down and stuck with Guitar Hero Rock Band. At this point in my life, time isn't exactly I have something a whole lot of, which means me taking up guitar or, or any other instrument would be rather self-defeating for the time being. And so since I'm so used to playing plastic instrument, it simply becomes a question of convenience and to a lesser extent entertainment. So what he's saying there is that like it... it some some people who who want to criticize would probably say like oh yeah see he means he said he'd rather play guitar hero than an instrument and it's like yeah he's saying that he'd rather enjoy himself than spend his time practicing something that would take a lot of time right and if you want to criticize anything you can criticize his motivation but don't like don't say it's because of the game because the time he spent playing the game that would be put towards playing the instrument he personally feels wouldn't serve much of a purpose because he wouldn't have that much time anyways because he doesn't spend that much time playing the game anyways. Um, 
<laughs> this is funny only because it says nothing and because of his username. It's, it, the username is Teabag Champion. <laughs> and it just says, I'm not a big fan of the music games. That's Excellent. it. Excellent. Why? Why My, even post? Uh, to get his screen name up there. Mighty One says, very good read. I play keyboard and a little bit of guitar. I write my own music lyrics and sing. When I see my friends guitar play Guitar Hero or Rock Band and they tell me how proud they are because they can play it on Expert, I can't think of how ridic- I can't but help but think of how ridiculous that is. My friends act like they're the next Van Halen or whatever because they can hit five buttons with speed and precision. What they will never understand is playing a real instrument, no matter your skill, is far more rewarding than being a master at a toy instrument. You don't go to concerts to see people play with toys. You go to see your favorite artists play with real instruments and rock out. Uh, well, I do agree with this. I think that, like, I think it takes my point about instruments taking dedication and skill and, and, and pushes it further, which I do appreciate. But on the other hand, I think that um, what I guess he might be missing is that when someone, like, when someone like me, when I'm like, oh, dude, I got five stars on this song, I don't think I'm a master musician. I just think I've conquered a level in a video game. Very much. And that's, that's and all that's, it really that's is. That's what it boils down to. And that, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh shit, I beat you know, I beat Mad World, or I beat you know, Halo Three. You know, it's like, oh, I beat Bark at the Moon in five stars. Um, so I don't know in what co- like if they're telling him like, oh yeah, you play you know a little bit of guitar. I beat this song. Then yeah, they're they're douchebags. But you know, I think that it's all right for someone to be proud of beating a song if they keep it in with if if they understand the context in which they're doing it. Like, oh, I beat you know. I beat, you know, map 21 of Advance Wars. Um, here's oh, this really yeah. stupid... Why don't you go be a five-star general? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and th- that, that shit comes up. Um, uh, this is a stupid one. I'm not going to... Uh, Bacchus2, who's a frequent commenter on the blog, and he's emailed in once or twice before. Mm-hmm. I have a new housemate moving in tomorrow from Interstate. Last time she came down, we played Rock Band, and she said she would give me her drum kit. I am decent at drums on Rock Band, but I know it's going to be a whole different story with a real drum kit. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I could play a pretty simple beat after a little bit of practice, but I don't think I would get anything beyond that, and I don't know if I want to. There's the undeniable satisfaction when you make progress and learn something you improve your skills, but I don't see all that work leading to me being in a band or providing other long-term satisfaction, so I think I will just stick to Rock Band. So there's another thing. It's like he really never wanted or had the motivation to get that good anyways because he, you know, it's... Same thing as Xenomorph. It's kind of hard to really get there. And, you know, do you really want to put all that time when you don't have that much time? No. So at least this gives you an outlet. Um, Gabu X um, says, I never really understood where the whole, why don't you play real guitar stuff that comes out of rock band and such like. No one's ever told someone playing Call of Duty 4 that they should go join the real army. Except for America's army. Except for America's (laughs) army. And yes, I completely agree with you that it's totally nonsensical to assert that people are playing rock band in lieu of learning a natural instrument. Guitar Hero was also what really spurred my appreciation for and dedicated to fine music, dedication to fine music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Ever Erderes says, I study music technology in Germany and have been reflecting about games like Guitar Hero, etc. for a while. Since special controller-based music games still represent quite a new genre, and due to their success... Much further development can be expected. I agree Guitar Hero is a video game primarily since you can't express yourself with it musically, but wouldn't it be interesting if you built a bridge between the musical instruments and the video games? So, okay, I, I mean, I can buy that. And I think that um, I think that maybe that would do... Maybe if that worked well, that would kind of quell all the criticism. True. But then someone um, has to figure out how that's going to work. Yeah. 
Um, here's one random comment that's kind of a common comment, but like I want to read it anyways because you voiced the same thing. Oracle13 says, The thing that doesn't make any sense to me is that playing a song on Expert and Guitar Hero is harder than playing the actual thing on the real instrument. That's just ridiculous. Um, Julian Ozuka says, I teach guitar lessons in a music school, and I think those games can be really useful for the music in a general way. I've And by the way, as I'm reading these, if you want to comment on any of these comments, feel free. Um, I've got around some half dozen students that come to the school just because they wanted to turn their guitar hero experience into something real. Aside that there are people asking to play Barracuda, Clissadora, Knights of Sidonia, songs they wouldn't ask for without some plastic guitar influence. Excuse me. True. At least people's musical background is getting wider, and their sense of rhythm is getting more accurate too. I um, think that, that that's a really cool thing because you know even if you have somebody who doesn't play guitar, but they if, if there's a guitar in the room, they can pick it up and play a popular song. I think that that in and of itself is really cool. Right. Um. That's that's the stepping stone to actually learning guitar in general because. Yeah. Uh, Giving somebody a guitar and telling them, you know, here's an E minor scale, here's an F major scale, here's a C major scale, that is kind of counteractive to uh, really getting someone into playing guitar. But if you give them a guitar and say, okay, this is how you play Barracuda, or, you know, this is how you play Smells Like Teen Spirit, or whatever, you know, nice, easy song that catchy that somebody can really feel accomplished by playing, then that'll get them saying, wow, I can play this thing. I really want to be able to do more. And right. then if they really choose to, they may want to go into this is an E minor scale and this right. is how you trans transmute it over the um the yeah. well, you know, the neck of the guitar. Yeah. And you know, these are modes and this is um how you do a blues scale and this is how you do that and you know, right. all this other stuff is like uh, Yeah. And, and maybe it's not entirely the best way to learn because it's kind of backwards, but at least it offers you that doorway, you know, that that point of interest. Like, like honestly, you sh- you really should probably try to learn how to play your skill so you have the fundamentals. But like, at least at least gives people who wouldn't otherwise understand it like some some goal to work towards, like playing the song that they know, know and like. Um, here's another interesting thing. Alex LMX six says, as much as I hate guitar here, you're definitely right. It doesn't do anything to discourage the pursuit of a musical instrument. I just hate the kids who think they're all that because they can play Guitar Hero well, and I wish they had invested that time into something more productive. And that was kind of part of my argument. But then he counters it himself by saying, but that could be said about any game, I suppose. And I could be out fixing the roof right now, but I'm on GameSpot, so I can't really talk now, can I? <laughs> so, um, let's see. Page89 says, I think, as you said, balance is the most important thing in this argument. The put-downs against Guitar Hero Rock Band are usually sparked up by the perception that people think it is a substitute for an actual musical instrument. And that that's also why I brought up the point that you know playing a musical instrument takes up dedication and hard work, and, it, and Guitar Hero is totally not. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience is... Uh, wait, I skipped a bit. But I've chatted and hung out and competed with a lot of Guitar Hero Rock Band players. My experience is that the majority see it for what it is. A game, not a substitute. On a personal level, the games have introduced me to lots of new music and inspired me to learn guitar. There you go. I have no experience with instruments besides a blind three years of basic music lessons in high school. Not something that made me say, I want to have a crack at this. Playing guitar here for about a year, on the other hand, I started to think, why not give it a try? For about a year and a half since, I've been very dedicated to playing and learning guitar. The simple act of playing the game has given me a passion that will last my entire life. Um, Let's see. What else is there? There are more things about like kids... Learning a real instrument thanks to the inspiration of Guitar Hero. That's what King Kevo says. Um, 
Let's see. Um, Damn, I was just thinking about something based on somebody's comment. What was it? Oh, the the whole thing about investing your time into something more productive. Um, reminded me of this show I was watching, and in the beginning of one of the episodes, uh, the two main characters, or two of the three main characters in the show, were playing Guitar Hero, which is uh-huh. really funny because they were playing um, Iggy Pop. Uh, and what is this Stooges song that's in Guitar Hero 2? Um, whatever, that Guitar Hero 2 Stooges song. Um, yeah, I'll think of it while you go see, on. Uh, Search and Destroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were Sorry. playing the solo, right? But it was funny because they weren't really hitting the notes, but in the game, it, it, it looked like they were hitting all the notes. Yeah. And so they did the whole thing, and they finished the song, and they were going crazy. And then the girl who basically, I don't know if you know the show, it's called uh, The IT Crowd. Uh-uh. It's um, a show about these two guys who are like really socially inept, and they work in a basement in the IT department, and they are the IT department. And then there's this girl who's been hired as their um, relationship management manager, uh-huh. and she knows nothing about tech, but she's the social person, so it's about their hijinks, blah blah blah. Um, so she and one of the guys are playing the Guitar Hero, and then she's finished up, and she's so excited. She's like, "Oh, I hit every, I, I didn't miss a note." And then she realizes, she's like, oh, I'm wasting my life on this thing. I'm going to too good. <laughs> so yeah, it's she decides it, she wants to actually do something productive for herself as opposed to being better at Guitar Hero too. That reminds me of the South Park Guitar Hero episode where like, they hit a million points. It goes, you, you are, are fags. fags. <laughs> uh, uh, Edu Buccaneer uh, echoes my personal... Uh, appreciation for the for the for the for the music game genre and saying it's improved by many accounts of a new audience discovering bands for the first time ever in Guitar Hero. Now I didn't necessarily discover them for the first time ever, but it made me appreciate them more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. I discovered a band through Guitar Hero, like something I listened to. Maybe before. some of the, maybe some of the indie shit, like Drist. Oh uh, yes, Drist was a band that I discovered through Guitar Hero. Here's what here's what Isan eight 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 and it might be it might be pronounced Isan eight 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 eight. He says usually my friends criticize criticize me for enjoying to play an occasional song in Rock Band, but what they don't understand that if I don't play Rock Band at that time, then I would go play some other game. So there you go. Couldn't someone? I was inspired playing guitar. The more inspiration stories about playing guitar after playing Guitar Hero. Spider. 108 says, I've been playing Guitar Hero, I'm, I'm sorry, I've been playing guitar for quite a few years now, and I've really come to respect those who can play. Mark Tremonti, Joe Satriana, Santana, etc. However, at the same time, I've been a gamer in my entire life, so when Guitar Hero came out, I seemed a bit confused. At one point, I thought it was fun because I was already good at timing games, and this came very naturally. So I was better than almost all my friends. However, the thrill dies and it leaves you wanting more. I must admit, although I do not condemn Guitar Hero at all, I have many good hours of fun with it. I have stuck with real guitar, and I traded in the game to GameStop. I'm not bashing it, but if you're looking for some quick fun, guitar is fun. And he goes in a circle and says the same thing, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Iron Man dude comes back and says, Stop playing Grand Theft Auto. Here's a gun. Go hi- go kill hookers and cops. Um, yeah, why waste your time acting like you're killing them? It's home for real. <laughs> um... Oh, yeah, and then It's Tolkien Time says, I don't use Guitar Hero Rock Band to discover new music because that's what I use the radio slash Pandora for. Point well taken. However, it's a different thing to learn through new music through the radio and decide that you don't like it and then play that same song in Guitar Hero in a context that you care about and then learning to appreciate it. That's why I brought up that whole point is because, like, the, some of the music that I, that, that I listen to now that I got, through, that, that I got inspired to listen to through Guitar Hero, I disliked. 
back in like 1995 or 6 or 7 or whatever. Like, I, I dislike that music, and then now that I appreciate it more, I like it now. You know what I mean? So it's that, I think there's a difference there. Uh, anyway, anyway, do you have any overall like thoughts on this, thoughts that you may not have voiced before when we've had these conversations in the past? Because this does bring up a little bit new stuff. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Honestly, there really isn't anything to say that hasn't already been said. Because um, they're all really good points that have been made. Alrighty, so then we will move on to our news with BlizzCon and GamesCon news and some stuff from last week that we didn't talk about because we didn't have a podcast. 24 Marathon! Sorry. <laughs> they did it! Oh my sweet Jesus! You have played Guitar Hero enough to reach one million points! Congratulations! You are bags! We are on to the news, and we're going to talk about BlizzCon and GamesCon and price drops and DLC and, and HDDs and 32 GB SD cards and DDs and tri- triple Ds and... Yeah. Uh, do you want... Ds. <laughs> Triple D's nuts. Do you want to go through really quickly, or however long you want to take, and um, <clears throat> and talk about uh, BlizzCon or whatever sticks out to you that's interesting? Um, I can make that really quick. There's make it real quick. World of Warcraft expansion called Cataclysm coming out okay. next year. Um, it's going to completely change the entire game. Uh, oh. From what I've read, they are going to completely revamp the classic levels. You know, the stuff from the original game, and um. Make that better. They're uh-huh. adding two new races. Uh, one is the Worgen, which are these like werewolf kind of characters, and then the goblins. Um, the goblins are apparently have been forced into the horde or something like that. For the horde. Um, they are now going to make it so you can fly everywhere. Uh, first, you were only able to fly in Outland, which was the first expansion, and then. Uh, in Wrath of the Lich King, you were able to fly after getting a talent called Cold Weather Flying or something like that, but you weren't able to fly in the original world because the ge- the geography wasn't fitting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess there's a, there were a lot of like holes and unfinished places, and I maybe they finished them, so now you can fly in those uh, maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. There's gonna be new zones. The level cap is being raised to 85 from 80. And it's they make they're saying it's still gonna it's gonna be like really hard to gain five levels, um, and I'm, I'm wondering if they're gonna. I'm still wondering because I thought they were gonna do it way back when, when they raised it from sixty to seventy and then from seventy to eighty. Um, uh-huh. Wondering if they were gonna do something like kind of how Final Fantasy Eleven did it, where you had to complete a long series of quests to get an item, and that item would entitle you that extra level, mm-hmm. um, but you would only get that. After obtaining all of the XP required to get to that level, so you you know you do an XP grind and then you do a long quest chain and then you get an item and then you're granted level 81, that kind of thing. Uh, I think that that's really cool because it's more involving than just like hacking away and shit and just running through instances and then you get ding and hey, now I'm the 81 and you, you feel more accomplished when you have to actually do something that's more specific to your class. I think, in my opinion, uh, which is one of the things I liked about Final Fantasy 11. Unfortunately, things like Final Fantasy XI are outweighed by things I don't like about Final Fantasy XI. Right. Uh, let's see, what else is there with the new expansion? There? Oh, there's going to be an underwater uh, area, and there's going to be underwater mounts. Uh, and 
I think that, I mean, then there's like guild stuff, like there's a whole now a guild talent tree and there's guild achievements or something like that. But basically, uh, you're able to get, get abilities that are specific to your guild that will help you on instances and stuff like that. I think that's really cool too. Uh, as to whether I'm going to play it, I don't know because I've stopped playing since like February or something like that. And I don't really have much of a in the desire to play again. Most likely because I don't really know enough people anymore since I changed jobs. Um, I don't feel like going back to the people who I was, were originally playing with. Oh, Yeah. So anyway, um, that's that. Diablo 3 is going to... They just... Um, announced their new character, which is the Monk, which is supposed to be like a street fighting kind of class. That's what people are saying. Uh, instead of using magic and uh, swords and stuff like that, uh, they're going to have holy spells, because they're monks. And they're going to be using <laughs> uh, uh, martial arts moves in combos to attack enemies. Mm. So uh, I there's probably more details I haven't read them, but I think that's going to be really cool. Um, StarCraft 2, I don't think there was any specific information on it yet. There was uh, something about Battle.net, like Battle.net is, they learned some stuff from Xbox Live, and I didn't really get to have the time to read it, but they're going to be uh, flushing out Battle.net with a lot more social features, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to allow people to sell their custom maps on StarCraft 2 or over Battle.net for, mm-hmm. you know, money that Blizzard will take a chunk of. And that's it, I think. Um, and yeah, not really much else. This is, it was the first day of BlizzCon, I think, yesterday. Okay, so there, how many more? Is it just for the weekend? I think it's the entire weekend. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and maybe Monday. Okay. Uh, there's BlizzCon, folks! Okay, we're moving on to... Uh, we're going to start with some news from last week. Um, the first thing that we have on tap is that the Wii's... Uh, the Wii's ability to play uh, content off the SD card is finally going to be, you know, I don't want to say unlocked because it's not like they keep kept it hidden, but it's going to be it's, it's going to be in full effect uh, starting with Guitar Hero Five. So you can basically buy albums and all that shit uh, like you've been able to in other consoles and store them directly on your memory card, um, and 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 it will stream it directly off the card instead of loading it into ex- uh, empty memory and then loading it back out. So, if you have a 32 gigabyte card, you've pretty much got more capacity than a 360 hard drive. So you're kind of, oh the old one, the old 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 one, my yeah, 360 my hard drive. My 360. <laughs> I'm really fucking pissed about right now yeah. because of news that we will talk about later. Yeah. So um that that's that's a boon. That's this is you know when they say it's better than a hard drive, uh, it's debatable, but at least it's an option. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Although I do think a hard drive. Well. How much does a 32 gigabyte card go for? Let's see. Yeah, I don't know how much. I think it's still rather expensive, but I don't know. Um, yeah, 32 gigabyte secured digital card. Uh, this one from this company called A Data, which I don't really trust, is seventy three dollars. <laughs> so that's, that's kind not of that expensive. It's it's not that expensive for an SD card, but I mean in in relation to other storage methods for consoles, eh, it's a little bit little bit expensive. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean. Bearing in mind that Microsoft premium price shits don't count, but we were talking about a PlayStation 3, which you know can house a laptop drive with no trouble, which we're about to get to in a second. Uh, d- yeah, but still, it's an option. Um, 
So that that's pretty good. Um, I could certainly just all I really want is a bigger SD card. Like, because I'm not going to play any Guitar Hero games on this. But like, what else do you think they could do with this? Like, outside of rhythm games, um, DLC. Oh, duh! I'm such a moron. Um, that is going to be a, a big one. Um, other than that, let's see. I mean, what else are they do with it? Do you know if they can play? Do you, I know that we can play virtual console games off of the SD card? But what about WiiWare? Um, I don't see why yeah, that should be any different. But okay, but it's still the old way. It's um, I don't think that it actually streams proper. I think that it copies it into Wii memory. Still, I haven't tested it yet because, like, I have Virtual Console games and Final Fantasy for After Years on my SD card. Uh-huh. And what happens is that when you start the game, it there's a loading period. I don't know if it's loading right. it into Wii internal memory or if it's loading into RAM or not. Right. Okay, yeah, This the article specifically says retail games to stream data, not necessarily a whole game. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then there's there's this, uh, moving off the guitar, I mean, continuing with the guitar here tip, there's Activision. See, I read this headline, but I never bothered to read it because I was puzzled, and oh. I, I, wanted to save it for, I wanted to save it for today. So, they're giving away Guitar Hero Van Halen. Yes, they are. They, what happens is if you buy Guitar Hero 5 uh, in the month of September, You'll get a uh-huh. code that you can uh, valid uh, redeem with Activision, and they will mail you a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen for free. Wow. Or oh, shipping oh. handling, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of awesome for those who want it, but wh- wow. I, I find that uh, very weird. It's like, do they expect Guitar Hero Van Halen not to sell? Or are they yeah, releasing that's... Guitar Hero Van Halen at a point where there's going to be a lot of saturation and... I mean, one way or another, I think that they they think that they're not getting enough they're not going to get enough sales in a projection. Wow, I I mean, maybe, huh? I think maybe they think that uh, I don't know. I I, I it, it could be something be- that they that they determine that hey, we'd rather people spend money on the new Guitar Hero Five uh, Rock Pack with all the plastic instruments mm-hmm. and spend all their money on that and. We project that the better way to get more money from that is to include this free offer and include it as soon as possible. So, like, whatever money we'd normally make off of Guitar Hero Van Halen, it's actually better to take that loss and make more money on the band pack. So, I don't know. That's interesting. I, I, I think, sh- I don't know, because I'm thinking, let me look at the, uh, the offer from the link. It's hub.guitarhero.com slash Van Halen game offer in those spaces. Says get two games for the price of one. Over 130 of the hottest rock and roll songs. Limited time offer. <laughs> Sorry. Receive the unreleased Guitar Hero Van Halen game up to $60 MSRP with the purchase of Guitar Hero 5. Come back on September 1st, 2009 to get your copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen. Hurry, offer, or offer ends October 1st, 2009. No. Um, as far Fine. as I see from the pictures, oh wait, details. For limited time, while supplies last. Offer expires October 1st, 2009. <laughs> you must redeem Micro machines, micro machines, micro machines! You must redeem this offer by 1031.09. Mail in submissions must be postmarked on or before 1031.09. Allowed six weeks for delivery of your guitar over in Helling Gate. Before you're prohibited. Micro machines, micro machines, micro machines! Alright, let me slow it down. Uh, limit one Guitar Hero Van Halen game on available consoles with the purchase of each specially marked Guitar Hero 5 game. Good only in USA. Go to guitarhero.com slash 
Van Halen game offer to redeem online or mail one with a letter to your name, address, platform of choice, and unique game code from your Guitar Hero 5 manual, two, offer sticker from Guitar Hero 5 packaging, and three, a copy of dated sales receipt to either one of two addresses. Activision assumes no responsibility for lost submission. So basically, it's you don't have to buy the band pack either. You just buy the regular ass game. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, questions. Click here. How do I redeem this offer? That's how. <laughs> I already told you about that. Um, what game do I have to buy? Guitar Hero 5, either standalone or the guitar bundle is eligible. Um, it says limited time, offer in the United States, unique code is in the back of the manual. It says it will be delivered in six weeks. Your game will arrive within six weeks of the day you redeem your code, which means the game is already going to be ready. Mm. If mm. you redeem your code on September 1st, you will receive your copy of Van Halen no later than Tuesday, October 13th. What if I buy a used copy of Guitar Hero 5? If the unique code has already been redeemed, you will not be eligible. Or if I buy two copies, then you have two, redeem- two unique codes, one from each manual. You are welcome to redeem both or any you two copies of the game. What if I move before a copy arrives? Well, that's poo on you. <laughs> that's poo. Wow, man. I should, I, see, now, for something like this, it would be worth it to find Guitar Hero 5 on a super sale. If it's mm-hmm. eligible, buy it, and then get two games for the price of half. <laughs> two games for the price of half. Yeah, that'd work. And then, like, if you don't like either, just sell them both for full price. Um... All right, well, yeah, uh, seeing as I'm kind of burnt out on Guitar Hero, I, yeah, I don't even have Smash Hits. I'm not going to get this. But you are welcome to. On on, on, the, on other news... I'm um, not buying which, it. <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm saying you can if you want to. Oh, I know. Um, uh, you as in everybody else but me. Yeah. Um, but here we go. Here's something that'll segue really, really closely and in, in interestingly. No, the 360 price drop. There you go. Um, <laughs> well, there was a rumor before that the 360 would drop in price and that it would... Um, Basically, phase out the the unit that we have. Well, well the, the sixty gig, the old well the old units already phased out, but the sixty gigabyte unit right. would be phased out, and the elite would now be the 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 three hundred dollar one, and it would take away the HDMI cables uh, as a cost cutting measure. Because um, they don't know how and, to find them for three cents. Yeah, <laughs> and then um and then the confirmation for for the August thirtieth price drop. Uh, Came out uh, yesterday on Friday, I believe, with a with a catalog. Um, so, with Major's catalog, okay, August thirtieth, three hundred dollars. Um, they are not going to have. Well, it doesn't say here. I just remember reading it elsewhere that they're not going to have any of the high definition cables. It's just going to come with the regular AV cables. Yep, composite cables. Not even component, just composite. Just composite, um, which is completely ass backwards. Right. Because my my pro came with component cable. Component, well, yeah. Actually, it came with combo, component, and composite. And, right. Why couldn't they put that in it? I, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's they're doing anything to cut costs. I mean, I think that the way I see it, that you can get all the shit you need for real cheap. Um, well, no, I, let me rephrase. You can get the, uh, the HDMI and the VGA cables for real ass cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, from something like monoprice.com. That's M-O-N-O-P-R-I-C-E.com. I, we have no affiliation with them. I just use them, and they're fucking cheap, so go there. Um, the problem is is that, one, you know, obviously the component cable is a proprietary connector, okay? And two, it's like not, again, not too many people are going to know to go to monoprice, 
And so the, the the regular layman who just wants an elite and you know just wants to plug it in and play, they're going to be like, well, this kind of looks shitty. I mean, and yeah, the layman will be able to tell if it looks shitty with, from a composite cable. I mean, they're, they're not that blind, right? So it'll be a little disappointing. And um, HDMI cables on the market are on. If they went to Amazon, they could get it for what twenty bucks? Uh, what the HDMI cable? Yeah, no, like four ninety nine. Oh, never mind then. But yeah, I mean, if they don't, you know, if they if they're in their Best Buy, I'm sorry, and they... not four ninety nine, one ninety nine. That's how much I got mine for. Okay, was it from Amazon or was it from like a reseller? It was from a reseller through Amazon. See, some people are kind of scared about that. So, oh yeah, I, I, like yeah, man, shoot. <laughs> like for one ninety for one ninety nine, it's worth yeah. For one ninety nine, that's worth the risk. I I, I agree with you, mm-hmm. but it's like you know the regular Joe's just like oh I got this elite uh, and the salesman will says well do you have a high definition TV well yes I do well do you want to make it to, do you want it to look good yes well this doesn't come with that cable I could sell you one for forty dollars oh it's a monster cable all right you know monster? oh I could sell you the, I could sell you the monster one for sixty dollars which is still a better price than three ninety nine but you know it's still it's still you know uh, I I don't I don't criticize them for doing this in order to make the price drop you mm-hmm. know because Me neither. get getting the 120 gig hard drive is a big deal so that's fine but it's just it, it's just a bummer you know but then there's some stupid comments are like well my whole reason for getting elite is now gone it's like dude if you're on kotaku you probably know where to get a cheap hdmi cable yeah so, that 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 comment doesn't make sense to me you know it's like um but in continuing with the price drops i'm going to do a little skip here um the, the the 360 article on Kotaku ends with what's fascinating is not the fact that the Elite is $100 cheaper. It's that we now finally have the 360 and the PS3 going toe-to-toe in the marketplace. Both consoles are 299 Both have 120 gigabyte hard drives. Both have HDMI and both are black. Um, and some of you living under a rock may not know what I'm talking about or may not know what they're talking about. But yes, the PS3 price drop is in effect. Mm-hmm. It, in in fact, it took effect on uh, on Wednesday, I believe, and the the slim is defaulting at three hundred dollars. Actually, wait, 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 wait. Did they price drop the regular units, or is it just that the slim is coming out? They came out, and it's uh, they price dropped the regular units to clear them out. Okay, right. And the so slim is coming out at three hundred. Right. So basically, now the default price is three hundred dollars. Um, so the PS3 slim, which was announced at GameCom. Gamescom or revealed at least, um, it, you know what? It actually doesn't look that bad in this picture on the Giant Bomb blog. Even though that logo still looks really no frills. It does, but like the way that they, sh- the, the way that the, I don't know. It's like for anyone who's seen the image, I I saw the image at, at, on like other sites and it just looked cheap and plastic. But the way that it looks on the Giant Bomb blog. I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's the way that they sh- that that they colored the picture, or the way they touched it up. If they touched yeah. it up any, or it could just, be the just, just lighting. The, the, the lighting makes it look a little shiny. Yeah, but and I think it's still uh, matte. yeah, it. Oh, it's matte. I'm not, but like the it it looks, it looks nicer, and the logo doesn't look as as cheap because it. You know, the, I, I guess the way they shot it, the angle at which they shot it. Mm-hmm. But like on other, I don't know. Anyway, that's it, not important. Basically, <laughs> it, it 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 looks like a PS3 cut in half horizontally. Yeah. Like it still it, it has the curve, but it just looks half as long because it looks like a it looks like a, it, it would be a square from the top, um, and it uh, shoot what are the details? Okay, it's it they ah mm-hmm. I want to get the I want to get the details of it because there's some specs of the of the PS3 like what it's going to include and what it's not going to include. Okay, 
PS3 Slim will have a 120-gigabyte hard drive, will consume 34% less power, and will be 32% smaller. Um, they don't say anything about... Okay. It's time for Wikipedia! <laughs> hey! Oh, hey! Uh, PS3 Slim. Uh, PS3 Slim. Uh, slim model. Okay. Where is Slim model? Okay. Okay, the cell processor has been moved to a 45 nanometer manufacturing process, so it's gonna be it's gonna run cooler, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, God damn it! There's supposed to be there's some details about like okay the um, two USB ports. I think the 80, I think the oh the 160 gigabyte model also only put it to USB ports because it used to have four. Right. Um, it's going to have uh, the Wi-Fi built in as as usual. Um, and it's going to have a power brick built in, which is also good. Um, and it has Bravia Sync XMB control, so I guess that means that uh, you can. Uh, I'll what is tell this? you what it is. You can Click control the PS3 with your Bravia remote. Okay, so like your TV can control the PS3. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of your TV remote. That's kind of cool. It'd be um, for people probably who like you know they have a PS3, but they probably use it primarily watch DVDs. I mean, right. Blu-rays, and they use the same. Right. Remote. Exactly. Um, but all right, so there that that's that with the console drops. Um, some sadder news, uh, and this is kind of related, given what you've been playing. Um, and this is also old news, but it's uh, Grin. Last week, last uh, last Wednesday, Grin, the developers of Bionic Commando, um, also wanted Weapons of Fate and the Terminator Salvation games. Um, they got uh, shut off, shut down. Between rumors of layoffs and launching a new studio comprised of ex-Grin is the official word that Swedish studio Grin has closed its doors, doesn't feel like much of a surprise. Hearing the sales figures for games like Bionic Commando, Wanted, and Terminator certainly didn't help either. So those guys are gone. But it is survived by this place called Outbreak Studios, a new company founded by Peter Bjorklund. I hope I said that right. It looks Um, like it. So yeah, uh, everybody, see what all you're complaining about Bionic Commando did? (laughs) <laughs> it fucking killed the company. <laughs> um, speaking of low sales, um, this is also from last week. Uh, this is something of interest to me. Uh, dis- th- this is from Wired.com slash GameLife. Despite the Mad World flop, Sega plans more hardcore Wii games. Um, and this is, you know, this is encouraging to me only because, like, uh, it it shows that the, the, the company, it, maybe the company's dumb business-wise to do this. Hopefully not. Hopefully people buy their games, but it gives me hope that it's not all completely controlled by the money, even though it is. Like, I can get certain titles that I want on the console that I want to get it on which to get it. Mm-hmm. Even though, even though like, people know that it's not going to be like a surefire hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's a, a, despite disappointing sales of hardcore titles like Mad World and The Conduit, Sega remains committed to creating mature video games for the casual console. Quote, you'll see more games in that genre coming from us, said Sega president and COO Mike Hayes at a Tuesday press conference. Aside from reaffirming the company's plan to crank out bloody Wii games, Sega demonstrated its lineup of upcoming titles and showed that it was aiming both for hardcore and casual gamers. Sega showed spy-themed Alpha Protocol. That's not a Wii game, though. I think they were just showing it at their event, but the bottom line is that they're, you know, they're not discouraged by the Mad World sales. Um, For their sake, though, I just hope that they're, you know, profitable on those. Now, I know my standpoint. I know that, like, I want, you know, mature or hardcore 
Wii games just because I, I, I like to have a breadth of all types of games on all of my consoles because, you know, I can't carry all of them with me if I want to go somewhere for the weekend or to work. But I can carry one of them. And if I choose to carry the one that plays Wii Sports Resort, I'll also want some Mad World to go along with that. But I know a lot of people are just like, hey, if I want mature games, I'd rather just play them on my 360. Uh, and I think, surprisingly, to this date, I haven't heard what you truly feel about this specific situation. Like, would you care if they never made another mature Wii game? Because you, you have a 360. <laughs> because I have a 360. Yeah. Uh... I wouldn't, but politically I would. Like, it, honestly, if I didn't really care about game uh, industry politics, uh-huh. uh, you know, I could have, you know, I don't know. I'm just looking at my Wii games while I talk about this. And uh, of the yeah. Wii games that I have, <laughs> um, I have No More Heroes in Mad World, along with stuff like Elibit, Blastworks, Excite Truck, Twilight Princess, Metroid Prime 3. Excite you know, fuck! Uh, Excite fuck. Um, you know, I have like somebody amigo, freaking Resident Evil Four and uh, Resident Evil uh, Umbrella Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got Smash Brothers, WarioWare, Zack and Wiki, and then I have Baroque. Um, oh, Baroque! Have you played that yet? I haven't played it yet. I haven't played okay. it. I'm gonna start. I think a, a roguelike uh, phase in my backlogging. Oh no! Fall. Get Sheer in the Wander. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna play, play uh, Zuna Two first. Okay. Um, so I'm looking at the games I have here, and honestly, uh, a, a mature game for the sake of it being mature, uh, I really don't give a damn. It it probably won't be on my shelf, and it may not sell. It may sell well, like hotcakes, but the thing is, um, it a game for me has to have that kind of substance that will keep me interested. Right, what I meant was more like if Mad World never came out on Wii, but it came out on 360, and you could get it on your 360, like, would it matter that they're saying, nope, we're not going to put any of this stuff on Wii? You know, games that you know you like, but, are, but also happen to be mature, and it's like, well, the only reason why I'm not getting to play this on my Wii is because it's mature, and they don't think that it'll sell. God damn it, I'm left out in the cold because I don't have a 360. You having a 360... You know, um, would you care? You know what I mean? Like, okay. like the games that so you do, like, just hardcore game. I mean, hard- yeah, um, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, like, oh, would you care if like Blood Gush Vagina 3000 never came out on Wii? No, I'm, you know, know. a game that is good, <laughs> a game that is good and just happened to be, you know, hardcore or that mature or whatever. Like a market game for the sake of being mature, right there. That's yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so um, yeah, if a game wasn't being released on Wii. Because of the fact that, oh, they don't think it's going to sell on a Wii, but it was being released for another console, um, I wouldn't care. Uh, because okay. I would have the opportunity to get it. And I do believe that if everything works out the way I want it to work out, I will probably have a PS3 uh, around Christmas time. Okay. So that will, you know, that will put me in the unified console status again. And, uh, well, not again, because I didn't have a, a, a standard Xbox, but, um, being in that unified console status, I won't care about exclusives anymore. Like, okay. oh man, I can't get X. Like, I was happy when Final Fantasy Thirteen was coming out for 360, uh, which, in a separate side comment, may come on three or more discs. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, which I don't care about because switching discs is such a not a pain in the ass. But right. um, now, I, getting a PS3 Slim for three hundred dollars at a hundred sixty gigabyte or uh, hundred twenty gigabyte hard drive. You, the thought comes into play. Do I want to get Final Fantasy 13 for 
PS3. Right. I don't want to get it for 360. Oh, before you go on, you just reminded me of one other spec that I do remember hearing about for the PS3 Slim, and that's what I was looking for that I forgot. Um, they moved the way that the hard drive is stored so that it's actually easier for you to take it out and replace it without voiding the warranty. Awesome. And so they're basically encouraging you to go buy a laptop hard drive. Awesome. So, unlike Microsoft's Xbox 360... Then you have to go <clears> jump <throat> through hoops and have technical yeah. savvy in order to upgrade. And potentially, like, void your Xbox Live subscription and get, you know, the Hacksaw's label. Yep. But, yeah. Uh, go on, sorry. Uh, I think I was on. I was just talking okay. about unification. Uh, yawn, yawn. Let's move on to the next story. And it has nothing to do with the price drops and, and the um, mature games and all that stuff. Rock Band! Music Games. 3 is being worked on. Why? I know why, but why? Um, yeah. This is from Cat Belly, freelancer extraordinaire for OneUp.com. It says, We're still waiting on the Beatles rock band, but it looks like Harmonix is already hard at work on their next title. According to MTV Games Vice President, I just pronounced it Harmonix, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, Hover! Hover! I just, I, my mouth just moved fast. According to MTV Games Vice President Scott Guthrie, the development team is working on what is, quote, effectively the next game. Ask whether Harmonix will release another artist game or rock band in... 2010, or I'm sorry, or Rock Band 3 in 2010, Guthrie told the market for computer and video games, which is a website, Slash Magazine, or whatever, quote, we're exploring both and we'll possibly do mo- both. The Harmonix development team are working on what is effectively their next game, or Rock Band 3, quote, end quote. We aren't standing still. We will keep moving into new areas and look at new technologies that our platform holder partners are also developing, such as Project Natal from Microsoft. I should call it Natal because that's what it should be. Mm. We're working uh, with them to pull some things together, so it's a pretty exciting time for the future of the music game business. The word, quote, effectively, end quote, seems important here because it suggests that we're in for another spinoff. At this point, though, all we can do is speculate. In the meantime, the Beatles rock band release date is getting ever closer. Look for it on September 9th. Uh, I will not be buying it. Um... I heard on the Giant Bombcast that they uh, are working on that music creation thing, um, and it's and I can't remember exactly what was said about it on the Giant Bombcast, but it sounded very, very promising and much better than the um, the Activision Studio. Stu- yeah, Guitar Hero Studio. So we'll see what that, what happens with that. Maybe maybe that's what it is. I, I just wish they would release it as a separate product for thirty dollars instead of a full sixty dollars. Re- re- you know what I mean? True. And, and then just continue releasing song packs. Um, I, I just basically want it to remain a platform. Like, if somebody has... Um, I just want somebody who bought the original Rock Band to be able to enjoy whatever they want to be able to enjoy from Rock Bands 2 and 3, whether it be through a patch that costs 20 bucks or something else. Or, a, I a mean, like, a track pack. Didn't they release, like, a Rock Band 2, like, kind of track pack for Rock Band 1 people? Maybe. I'm not sure. But, like, regardless... I Yeah, you're right. The song packs, too. You can't forget about that. Um... But, yeah, I mean, like, they've been doing a much better job of, uh, to me at least, of keeping things a platform as opposed to sequel to sequelitis. But w- when the Beatles rock band was announced, I was like, nope, they're kind of falling into that hole, you know? So it's yeah. like, uh Because now I don't Beatles know. rock band is uh, a gated community of rock band game. Yeah. Um, and I guess what they're doing is they're taking that engine with the harmonizing mm-hmm. and saying, all right, maybe we'll apply this to rock band 3. Just make it a patch. Yeah, it'd be and nice if, if it, it could. Yeah. And if you don't want if you don't want to go through all the work of making the old songs harmony uh, uh, compatible, then just don't. It'll suck, but don't. But don't don't make us buy another sixty dollars disc. It's just it's a little. And you know people will. I'm not saying that they sh- that it's not a smart business move, but mm. it just kind of sucks. It does because honestly, 
I, I think that they should have put Harmony in the original Rock Band, but I, I don't mm. know if there were technical limitations or if they just didn't. They just think didn't think of it, it or yeah. if there was a um, a time delay. But if there was a time delay on it, it would be in Rock Band too. Yeah, I think the I, I think the issue with it was that not an issue, but more like, hey, the Beatles, you know, they're really really known for harmonizing. True. Let's put that in there. Oh shit, we didn't think of that before. Oh well, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So. Because that would um, that would have been great for a lot of games, like you know that would have been something to use for the Weezer songs. That's where it's at. Having the people sing the harmony in right. games that I mean, in songs that really utilize it for a fun factor. Yeah, you could sing that high part, <laughs> which no one ever sings. Um. Moving on to the to their competitor, Activision, who's coming out with Band Hero, which, I mean, okay, again, I know why they're coming out with it, but why? Yeah, why? I just feel I... the salt all over the place, the, the sa- salty saturation of music games. It's just like, it's just like, do we really? I, okay, I I guess families. Okay, is Band Hero we only or? Nope. All okay. Consoles. If if it was Wii only, I could understand because they're aiming for a certain market, like the way that they change up Madden right. for Wii. But like, it's like yeah, yeah, I do want uh, Taylor. Uh, what the fuck is her name? Um, that Taylor Swift. Yeah, I do want Taylor Swift on the cover of my band here. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, but but and the reason why I want to talk about this is less about the band here and more about the connectivity. Um. The Wii version of Band Hero is going to let you use the DS to do uh, a, a couple of little things to enhance the experience, such as changing or adding to the sit list, set list while people are playing, which I think is kind of cool. Like, if people are playing and someone's like, I want to hear you guys play this song, like, usually you have to sit there and scroll through the menu mm-hmm. and just be like, all right, let me add this one. All right, let me add this one. All right, let me add this one. But instead, like, if, if, if people are like, oh, I'm taking requests they're playing songs, and then, like, I could be sitting there with my DS and be like, all right, you know what? Now I want you to play um, something really emo and stupid and make you look like asses and then add it to the list. And then the next song that comes up, they're like, what the fuck is this shit? And they have to play it. You know, it's, it's not crucial, but it's but it's, it's, a, it's a nice addition. Um, there's, an other, there's another thing where you can do a stage management shit with the DS. You can take control of the light shows and whatever. Again... Kind of dumb, but it's a nice addition for people who want it. Um, and and you then can finally, share videos through WeConnect 24. <clears throat> oh, nice! Finally, the roadie battle mode. DS owners up to two players can connect with two Wii guitar players to try and attack and defend each other's guitarists. To play this mode, the DS sporting roadies run back and forth across the stage, and they must use a comma here. Of course, it's Kotaku. Uh, back and forth across the stage on the DS screen. When they're on the other side of the stage, they can defend their guitarist. When they're on their opponent's side, they can attack. Attacks include mixing up soundboards, messing up guitar- guitars, and playing around with pyrotechnics. Select attack... Success... Sorry. Successful attacks can reverse notes, speed up songs, and cause other issues for the guitar players. None of those modes require owning the DS version of the game, but players who do own the DS version can download dozens of challenges that can be played on the DS. So, okay, again, not crucial, huge, game-changing things, but, like... It's it's like connectivity says hello. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think that they are like they said, PS3, PSP, and Wii DS. Like they were saying, oh, you know, we can connect. Until now, I haven't seen anything that's so like evident. You know what I mean? Like this stuff isn't really big, but it's kind of obvious. It's out there. It's very tangible. You know, sure. playing playing Lair on my PSP screen 
while in the bathroom because it's streaming in from the PS3, it's fucking cool. But that's not necessarily like – that's not something that, you know, is necessarily useful for, you know, another – oh, wait, wait, wait. There's that Killzone Liberation thing. What was in Killzone Liberation? I think – no, 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 no. Uh, the Resistance – there was something with Resistance uh, on PSP and Resistance 2 that you could connect. So that's kind of cool. But basically the point is that, like, I, right now I have to search to find things that, that use connectivity. And, like, considering, like, how much promise it had back in the Game Boy Advance GameCube days, like, I know people are laughing right now, but Pac-Man Versus was fucking fun. And, like, having having all that little shit, like, the, the Splinter Cell shit with the radar, and then, like, uh, the, the minigame that they had for Rayman 3. Like, I know, again, this is not crucial stuff, but, like, if they had just kept it up and, and, and found ways to make it work better, then it would have been worth their while. Um, I... But like I don't know like I what would you DS and Wii like and PSP and PS3 so many opportunities like what what would you want to see um, with with those two I would I would like to see more intergame connectivity you mm-hmm. know you, it it would help uh, provide an incentive for people to buy uh, certain games uh, like for example the Final Fantasy uh, Crystal Chronicles Wii and DS how they connect um, and the I mean, those are practically the same game, but right. imagine doing something where you would have a game on PSP, mm-hmm. and using that game, you're able to make changes in real time, like you're able to actually play along with someone who's playing a PS3 version of another game, maybe it's sequel, right? you know, and you're able to make uh, an impact on that other person's gameplay while being in the same room. And not something silly like um, Star Bitch. Star Bitch. From Mario Galaxy, if you're not familiar with Star Bitch. Not you, but everybody else. Because you're the one that told me about Star Bitch, I think. Yeah. Um, But something more along the lines of, like, I don't know. uh, If there was a puzzle game on PSP, and an action game in the same universe, and that puzzle game, solving certain puzzles in a puzzle game would make things happen... In yeah. the action game, uh, almost like a gyromite type of thing. It's it's kind of what they did with the Rayman with the Rayman Three connectivity for Game Boy Advance and GameCube. Mm-hmm. Like there was this Tetris mini game, and as you played it, uh, it was a block you know block falling and all that shit. And right. as you played it, Rayman would be running on those blocks on the GameCube, and you'd have to like make the puzzle pieces fit so that he'd be able to you know navigate from one end to the other without falling off and, and right. dying. Now so, is that? Something that like a, a is that a mini game? Yeah, it's not integral to the actual game. Oh, okay. Uh, it's because a I was gonna yeah. ask if uh, that was something where oh, if you didn't have the D uh, the the GBA, would it be completely impossible to play? Right, right. Yes, yeah, right. Game. See, well, go ahead. Sorry, uh, I was gonna say because well, um, the most uh, of course, if it's gonna be intergame connectivity, uh, that's gonna require that the interconnectivity is not required. Meaning, like, okay, I have this puzzle game on the PSP that affects the actions of a game on the PS3, but you should still be able to play either game without, without having yeah. to play the other game. Um, that, of course, produces a, a whole bunch of thinking that I'm not able to do right now because right. I don't get paid for it. But um, <laughs> well, things like that would be pretty cool to have it that flexible. You know what I I think would be awesome, um, and this is something that dates back to uh, Command and Conquer Renegade and what I thought it would be, or what I thought it could be. Take um, take something like uh, what's what's it called? 
what's the Advance Wars copy? What's the Advance Wars ripoff on PSP? Um, that I ha- I have it, and I can't even remember the name. It's good. Um, I just can't remember the name. I think I remember um, what you're talking about. Uh, uh, I'm looking at my shelf. Um, the Field Commander. Okay. Yes, I was gonna say, is this in the Commander something? Field Commander mashed with Call of Duty Four on mm, PS3. Yeah. Okay. And you don't need to have the field commander. That, and obviously, it wouldn't be turn-based, but you could have like you could have a, a, a multiplayer mode where shit's happening around you um, while you're first-person shooting on the PS3. Meanwhile, like all that shit that's happening around you is either dictated by the AI in a deathmatch mode or by somebody playing the PSP game. True. Like, um, kind of like Mag, except with two players and AI. And in story mode, you could do something like, um, like if you're playing on the PS3, obviously in story mode, like all the tactic, all the strategic stuff is taken care of by the by the AI. And if you're playing single player on the PSP, obviously, like when you tell your soldiers to go, your soldiers aren't gonna like miss their shots, you know, because that would be the first person shooter job, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not playing with that person on the PS3, then obviously, like every command that you issue is, you know, you know it's gonna work. Um, but when you put the two together, then you've got like, all right, well, now the guy's got to make the correct tactical decisions, command decisions up at the front, and you've got to make sure that you hit the dude in the head with the gun that you're having in your hand and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or it could be even – it could even be like uh, complete opposites. I'm I'm trying to, to, to first-person shoot my way into your base, and you're trying to like uh, – uh, uh, you're on the PSP trying to like make strategy shits happen and like make my team die. Stuff like that. Um so yeah, like you were saying, Mag, massive action game. <laughs> that's what it stands I really, for. I it, it, that's what it stood for. I don't know what it stands for now. Maybe like magazine clip. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> massive action game. Tell me how my ass tastes. Anyway, uh, we've been running kind of long. Is there anything more you have to say, or should we wrap this up? Uh, Rocco Forte. Um, <laughs> uh, I just found an example of connectivity. Reading this article, I'm not really a, a necessary or, or even a functional connectivity, but remember Metroid Prime. And unlocking the fusion suit by connecting uh, Metro Fusion to the GameCube. Okay, yeah. Connectivity. Yeah. yeah. Though, though, to me, that's kind. Of, that was kind of like. That is more just like you know. Let's just throw the shit in there. Like I'd rather than let, let me unlock stuff on my own without having to connect. You know. Mhm. So I don't know. That's just me. Anyway, uh, where can we find you on the uh, on the internet? Uh, you can find my personal blog, xlm2k.blogspot.com. Um, xlm2k.blogspot.com. Yeah, uh, we're working on getting a, a like a Rockaforte website, which uh, we already have the domain, uh, Um When it launches, I'll promote that a little bit more. But we do have Facebook page. Uh, you can search for Rockaforte, which is R-O-C-A-F-U-E-R-T-E. Roca fuerte, fuerte, fuerte. You can also go to facebook.com slash Musica or my Facebook page if you have Facebook XLM2K. Uh, facebook.com slash XLM2K. Um, I'm going to put up something sometime uh, in the future. I mean, I already put up uh, a performance. I may on. put up something sometime in the future. Yeah. I uh, put up something a couple of weeks ago from uh, our last show, and we're, we're actually going to have a, a little acoustic set as a benefit on Sunday. By the time you hear this, it'll be already passed. But we also have a show on September 13th, so I'll, 
probably be posting videos from those things on my site as well. Okay. You can also find Riven on what is it? It's just is it GS Riven or Riven? Uh just Riven. Facebook.com slash R Y V V N as in Rotund your vagina vagina noodles. So R Y V V N. Yeah. Mature game. Yes. Yes. Be mature. yes. Um and as always, you can find us at trygames.net. Uh, friends of the site, Brian Fishman writes shit, and he's a doctor, and he'll save your life. www.drfishypants.com. Uh, there is Slunks. He is on giantbomb.com slash user slash Slunks. Let me double check that. Giant. Sorry, www.giantbomb.com slash profile slash Slunks. And then another friend of the site. Uh, he's a he's a contributor. Sonic Boom Seven Thirteen. His real name is Patrick Hickey Jr. He started this blog called ReviewFix.com. Let me make sure that I have the right URL. Yes, it's all one word, ReviewFix.com. So they do video. Well, they do more than just video games. It's also like books, graphic novels, uh, DVDs, uh, music, movies, and TV. So um, tell him I sent you. Tell him that he's cool, uh, and he will not punch you because he's a rather uh, muscular dude, and he will punch you if you cross his path. Anyway, yeah. Um, huh? No, I was just. You said oh, punch. So. I I know. I punch. Oh. Punch, punch, kick, kick. Alright, that's it for Al. Punch, punch, kick, 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 kick. Hover. Hover! Harmonix for me. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Uh. We're out. Later. Good girls gotta get down with the gangsters.